Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Tech Cat Show. This is Lori H. Schwartz, your Tech Cat. And today we are all going to dig into one of my favorite topics, which is food um, and actually produce. So we're going to be speaking to the fabulous uh, Mary Coppola, who's the Senior Director of Marketing Communications for United Fresh Produce Association. And she's going to fill us in on, on all about United Fresh Produce. But we're really going to get into a lot of the consumer behavior trends and marketing trends that are happening around produce. And if those of you at home and some of your clients um, aren't um, taking advantage of all the wonderful things that are happening in that business category, including all sorts of new delivery services and new models for consumption and delivery uh, of produce and food, um, then you've been asleep for the last couple of years. <laughs> so let's have a big tech cat hand for the fabulous Mary Coppola. Yay! Hey, Mary, how's it going? Hey, it's great. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Well, I um I am a big fan of all the things that are are happening in this category. Um, having recently started having um, one of the delivery services um, bring organic produce to to my house and sort of really changed my dinner experience um, for my family, um, both economically and just logistically. Um, but before we get into some of those trends, t- tell us all about yourself. You have a marketing background, and you're now digging into the produce category. So give us a sense of, of what you've been up to. Yeah, thank you. So my background is in marketing and creative services. I have um, my master's in graphic design, uh, which is exciting. So when I came over to the produce industry, um, everyone here was trying to sell me with the concept that fresh fruits and vegetables are really colorful. You're going to enjoy playing in this space. And not Mm -hmm. only are they colorful, they taste great, and I do enjoy this space. Um, So I've been here for, for a very short three years. Um, But it's been super impactful um, on myself and how I feed my family as well. Um, But professionally, I, as you mentioned, I'm the Senior Director of Marketing Communications for the United Fresh Produce Association. And as a trade association, we represent um, the fresh fruit and vegetable industry uh, here in the United States. So everything from the grower all the way through to the retailer, food service, uh, school food service entity, anybody uh, serving uh, the consumer audience. So one of the greatest roles uh, that I have here at the association is that I am the staff liaison to what we call the Produce Marketing and Merchandising Council, uh, which is a volunteer group of industry marketing professionals that help me help them guide the industry through marketing education and resources. Um, So it's a great group of people, and it's really been exciting what we've done, what we're doing, and where we're headed. Is it, is, um, are there other produce associations or like you, the one, like I know there is a writer's guild and a director's guild, and I'm just speaking in the world I know, but are you the main produce association for everyone in the industry? We would consider ourselves the main produce association domestically. Um, As you can imagine, produce moves throughout the globe. 
both imported and exported, and there is another produce trade association that has a bit more of a global footprint, but we really focus on um, the continental U.S. Yeah, and we, we like you better because you're here. So, <laughs> And it would be fun actually to talk about produce trends globally as opposed to, to uh, regionally and locally. But um, uh, what, what do you th- see in terms of your marketing background? What have you brought with you from other categories in graphics and marketing to, to this category? You know, I, it, coming from a graphic design background is a, a different approach to marketing than if I came um, through a traditional advertising or marketing channel. Uh, and I think that helps me bring a different methodology to what I'm trying to accomplish with the industry. Um, I have some experience working at, at an ad agency. It was the first thing I did out of grad school. And that was fun. I worked a lot, um, stayed in the food space, ironically enough, came back to it now. but worked with uh, beverages, worked with some produce, but it was more on the beverage side. And that was an interesting and unique experience to, to learn more about how food is uh, purchased, consumed, how we talk about food, um, what our behaviors and our emotions towards food are. And I think once you're on that advertising side of it and, and on the marketing side of it, you really get a different perspective than just being a consumer of these products. Right. I, I, that's a that's a really, really great point. And um, I know that one of the things we're going to talk to later in the show is the launch of a big event that I'm going to have the pleasure of speaking at, and that's called Brandstorm. And can you give, yeah. just give us a, a sort of a high, high view of what Brandstorm is all about? Yeah. So harkening back to the, the produce marketing and merchandising council that I work with, they're really the ones that drove the concept of Brandstorm. And they came to us and said, you know, guys, we don't have a marketing event that is just for us. So we were able to kind of grasp that concept and say, no problem, we got it. And we created this community um, around Brandstorm. And I call my Brandstorm uh, alumni my brand ambassadors. And so (laughs) they've come together. They've really embraced it. Um, and what we do is we, we give them a day and a half of complete immersion in produce marketing and marketing strategies. So, you know, these are the guys who are selling produce and they're out there, um, you know, doing trade shows every week, every other week. So it's their opportunity to step away from um, being behind that trade show booth and really getting together with their peers in the industry, drilling deep getting together with their teams and almost having a marketing uh, retreat for them to sit down and, and think on that strategic level. So it's so exciting for so many reasons and on so many elements. And when you when you think about, you know, there's total disruption happening across so many business categories um, right now, would you mm-hmm. say that that is, is the case with produce? I mean, just, you know, you and I alone have just been talking about how we get our food differently now, but, you know, has, has produce been impacted at the same level that, say, you know, automotive, the automotive industry is with autonomous vehicles and with models like Uber? You know, is, is produce having, you know, a big change in, in its approach? I, Lori, I think it's, it, we, can't, 
We can't even say that it's a big change. It's a monumental change right now. Everybody has seen that Amazon acquired Whole Foods. And I think no matter who you are, whether you are, you know, a Prime member or shop at Whole Foods or you can't stand Whole Foods, you know that that is changing the retail game. You know that the future of how we are going to consume our products, how we're purchasing produce, which right now is still a very tactile experience, is going to change. Um, And in some cases it is, as you mentioned, uh, you know, just the home delivery services, the the number that has jumped into the space in a very short amount of time, um, it's all changing and it's all exciting, but it also is why it's so critical for the association and for Brandstorm as an event to exist. And and so we're we're going to get d- deeper into this, but can you start to share with us what what some of these trends are that are are hitting the the produce category? Yeah, so I want to uh, take a step back for a second and talk about brands in general, and because the the idea of a brand in produce is somewhat new in the past, you know, one to two decades. But if I were to ask you today, do you buy Clementines or do you buy Halos? I think uh-huh. uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people would say I buy halos, and my kids ask for, you know, halos or cuties. They don't ask me for clementines. Um, so I, that's a perfect example of what's happening in terms of branding fresh produce. Um, so that would be the first piece of it. But the other piece, which we were just touching on with the Amazon Whole Foods, um, there's a lot of change happening in retail uh, within the retail platforms. We're seeing uh, the development of the produce butcher, and what a fun concept that is. The, to think the produce butcher. The produce oh, butcher, right? Wow, so, I've not seen one of those. How does that work? Yep, you can walk right into your, your produce department. You can pick up the the summer squash or the zucchini or, or whatever item it is that looks amazing, but you don't know how to prepare it or you don't want to do it yourself, you head right on over to that produce butcher and they will spiralize it, they will chop it, they will julienne it, they'll prepare it any way that you request, just as you would do in the deli um, with your meats and cheeses. So, you know, that concept alone. And then there's also the new term grocerant, uh, which is the concept that Consumers are not just going to the grocery store to pick up their staples and go home and prepare them there. But if you think about, um, you know, Wagmans, Whole Foods are both two good examples of stores you can walk into and have a dining experience at the store. Huh. In addition to doing your shopping, exactly. So, um, you know, this concept of a grocerant as opposed to just your grocery store. And that that's really, I think, the first time I ever experienced that at a really, really high level was was, um, was Whole Foods, I think, where, you know, you walked in and you could really sit down. And I think it was actually in New York was the first time years ago that I experienced that, where mm-hmm. that area was gigantic, yeah. you know, and there were people, it was packed. Yep. You know, yeah. I, think, I think it was in Tribeca, and I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, even putting the um, the grocery store side of it 
as the, the less important side or the, the lower piece. If you think about Italy, I don't know if you've ever had an opportunity to, to go to an Italy it's in Chicago, and there's one in Boston now too. Um, it's an experience where you're going to dine, you're going to have that grocer on experience, and then when you're done with your sit-down meal, you can go buy olive oil and you can buy fresh produce and you can buy some imported foods. Um, so it's almost turning that Wegmans or Whole Foods concept on its head. And I think we're going to see um, some more of that. But that's just a piece of what's happening in retail. The delivery piece, uh, the, the home delivery piece, I think is really what we're going to see more innovation in um, a lot of it driven by Amazon as they figure out where Amazon Fresh fits and what their new concepts um, will, will be. Determined will be exactly. Exactly. Um, well, let's let's take a break on that note, and we're going to dig into more of these these retail models when we come back on the Tech Cat Show with the fabulous Mary Coppola. We're digging into the future of Protos, and it's just fascinating, and it's so interesting because it relates to us all personally, but it's always always interesting to hear how a business category is being disrupted and hear it straight from an expert's mouth. So we'll be back in a moment with the fabulous Mary Coppola on the Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. All right, everybody, and we are back with the fabulous Mary Coppola, who's the Senior Director of Marketing Communications at United Fresh Produce Association, which is an organization dedicated to produce and to all the different businesses, organizations, and companies that are involved in in produce. And we were talking about all the new trends that are happening in the space, and I learned all about a grocerant and a, a, a produce. A produce butcher, which I've never heard of before, which is fascinating. Now, um, of course, you brought up the fact that Amazon has recently um, purchased Whole Foods. And so we know that the nature of retail in produce is going to change. What do you think are, are some of the trends that are coming down the pike for that? Now that, you know, I use um, the service... Um, uh, oh, my God, I can't even remember it now, and I get it every week. Well, I use one of the services mm-hmm. that delivers three meals, right? And it's all organic, 
Um, yep. and, and I love it. Um, and I looked at a bunch of them, and this is the one that I just settled with. But how do you think it's going to change even further? Because I log into a menu every week, and I pick three meals, and they've recently started sorting it by gluten-free and, you know, lower calorie or, you know, just vegetarian and things like that. So obviously they're sort of catering to to uh, demographics around um, consumption, but love to hear what some of these other trends are bubbling up are. Yeah, well, you're hitting the nail on the head because they're catering to the consumer, and that's really who is driving these changes in the retail space. So, you know, we know that the consumer chooses um, their grocery store based on the quality of the produce department. That is in our research, and that drives a lot of their decisions. So I think that's transitioning over as well to their experience online. And we're talking about a new uh, connected consumer. And... There's data that'll talk about what generation that is and and what that means, but I really think it's becoming um, more omnipresent that we have a connected consumer um, environment, and in that is a smarter consumer. Um, They're more focused on health. They're more focused on the story behind what they're purchasing. Um, They're dedicated to the sustainability of the business. Um, So there's a lot of these decisions and their personal and emotional decisions that are going into their purchasing. Uh, And that's really exciting for produce. And it's it's even more exciting for marketing because it helps us um, to drill into what they're trying to accomplish so that we can cater to them. Now, is it, is it, um, is mobile playing a big piece in this? Because I've never, you know, I do do use Google shopping a lot when I'm looking for, a piece of electronic or, you know, a specific thing that I don't feel like waiting the next day for delivery, even though we're all spoiled because it really does come the next day. But do people shop? Can people shop by, you know, Googling oranges or cuties or something like that? I mean, is it getting to that point? Yeah, they do. But I would say even um, taking that a step further, that it's shopping for your produce is still an experience. So if we're talking about a, a digital experience, a mobile experience. It's the consumer in the store with their mobile device in their hands. And the produce department is um, is interacting, is seeing that, and is interacting and uh, reacting to that consumer engagement. Um, so whether it's, you know, beacons within the produce department, so when you walk past the bananas, all of a sudden a coupon for a banana pops up on your phone because you're using a specific app and you've allowed push notifications. So now you're even more enticed to buy those bananas. Um, that is, that's a great example of what's happening digitally with the consumer in the store. Uh, another good example, uh, QR codes. And, you know, I always laugh because I remember as a designer putting QR codes on every marketing piece I was mailing out 10 years ago. Um, but they're back. And they're telling stories on packaging for consumers. So when you think about the real estate on packaging now, um, there's not much, especially when you're trying to position yourself as organic and GMO-free and clean and good for you and healthy. Uh, There's so many messages, and the consumer cannot absorb 
all of those messages, nor can your packaging contain all of those messages. So put a QR code on there, have a reader in the store, or honestly, it's right in your hand, and all of a sudden you have this much more information that you can gain while you're shopping. Um, and that's what the consumer wants. They want as much information as they, they can consume, as they can gain. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because as someone who never really cooked, and now I am because of um, the the thing I'm using, it's called Sun Basket, the one I'm using, um, yeah. and I now I have to figure stuff out now outside of just Sun Basket because what it's taught me is oh well, I can make some of these recipes now myself because they give yeah. you the recipe. So I've been trying to go and like find the things, and sometimes I can't find the thing, or I don't even know what the thing was. <laughs> <laughs> so, so our, but it, but is it, in the U.S. marketplace, QR codes never really seem to take off. Is that changing now? Is that um, starting to hit here like it did in Asia and in some parts of Europe? I don't have the data behind that, but I can tell you, you and I are still talking about QR codes. So yeah, yeah, there's yeah. got to be something to it, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's interesting I, that you you mentioned your adoption. Um, from using these delivery services because that really is um, where we see adoption happening, right? That's how consumers are learning about new products. And the produce industry is getting smart in ensuring that we're creating recipes and um, engaging with these delivery services to make sure those new products are starting to be introduced to the consumer. Yeah, it is really, it's really, really interesting. I mean, um, mm-hmm. the, the, the service I'm using uses um, sumac a lot, um, that, that mm-hmm. uh, spice sumac, which I've never heard of before. Um, and I found myself going to try and find it because I like the kick that it yep. gives. Yep. Um, but, you know, and I had a hard time finding it and I'd never heard of it before. And I have like, you know, the spice rack that I, you know, that comes with the basic stuff. But now even the spice racks are a little overwhelming because they have their own combinations now of, of yes. seasonings that are named funny things, you know, like besides like, you know, Paris seasonings or whatever it is. But now there are all <laughs> these different things. And I'm like, well, what what does that mean? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, so sometimes it can also be overwhelming for someone who for so long really ordered out all the time and and my switch to to a delivery service was twofold was one I wanted to eat healthier but two yep. it was very economically driven you know because I was ordering out too much and it was expensive you know so I was trying to be smarter about that too so is, is economics playing a big decision in a lot of this I, I think people? even more so it's the convenience factor that's it's the a piece that, that we see that consumers are looking for convenience. And even, I, you know, you could argue that a meal kit that I have to prepare on my own is not necessarily convenient, but you're getting just the right amount of, of product in your box to make your meal. You're getting uh, explicit instructions on how to do it yourself. And the convenience factor is that you didn't have to go food shopping and try to figure out how to put that meal together for your family. It shows and, up on your doorstep, and then you get to have this nice engagement in the kitchen trying to put it together collectively. And, and is it very data-driven for these businesses? Are they looking at what are, peop- what are the recipes people are choosing the most and what regions and areas are ordering the most? And, you know, are people favoring vegetarian versus, you know, um, 
uh, you know, gluten-free and things like that? Like, is there is there constant data analysis with these companies? Uh, certainly. I, throughout, there is constant data analysis, whether it's the home delivery kits or within the store um, or purchasing online, like through some a service like Amazon Fresh. Um, data is really what is keeping us all on our toes and keeping us well informed and helping us make better decisions about how to bring produce uh, products to market. Yeah, I'm also surprised just about the adoption of organic um, because I have friends who are like regular people. They're not like health nuts or anything like that, and they refuse to eat anything but organic. And I'm so Mm -hmm. surprised by that. Has that been a branding experience that the produce industry has focused on to, to make organic less sort of geeky and nerdy and health nutty and just make it more adaptable to the general marketplace? Uh, you know, organics as a term, uh, we talk about it a lot in in the marketing council, but in the industry as a whole. Um, and if you looked at some of the industry trade shows that are happening, there are a lot more developing specifically around organic products. Um, and again, going back to my original comment, this is consumer-driven, uh, but it is a, a marketing concept, uh, as is clean eating uh, or clean products, as is GMO-free products. But more so than anything, there is a concerted effort um, to educate on organic products, and the consumer is becoming smarter, and they're wanting more of it. So it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's reactionary. Uh, goes both ways. But organics are hot right now, for sure. So, so hot for regular people. All right, well, we're going to be back in a moment talking more with the fabulous Mary Coppola, who's the Senior Director of Marketing Communications at United Fresh Produce Association, just getting the scoop on sort of this fascinating and disruptive category, which is impacting everybody's lives. So that's why I'm so turned on by it. Um, because, uh, you know, I like to eat. Um, <laughs> so when we come back, we're going to talk about Brandstorm, Mary, which I know you're deeply involved with, which is a big event happening in November in San Francisco, which is all really um, about bringing innovation to, to this category. So we're going to be back in a moment with Mary on the Tech Cat Show. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. America. 
This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back with the fabulous Mary Coppola, and we're digging into all things produce. Mary's from the United Fresh Produce Association, and we've just been talking about a lot of different trends in this fabulous business category. Now we're going to dig into something really exciting that Mary is deeply involved in, which is a big event happening November 13th through 14th in San Francisco, which is called Brandstorm. And Brandstorm is a big event that United Fresh is producing. Tell, tell us about Brandstorm because uh, we talk about events a lot here. I'm very involved in the event space, but I'd love to hear, like, why do an event? Yeah, so Brandstorm, I get so excited talking about it, so thank you for giving me this opportunity. Um, the produce industry is is a very tight-knit community, as large as we are, and the opportunity to bring um, produce marketers together for an event that's theirs, that they can feel ownership of, um, is something that they really wanted, and we were ha- more than happy to facilitate that, and it becomes a bit of a reunion. Um, the other times throughout the year when, when this community gets to see each other, they're all standing in a trade show booth, right? So Brandstorm offers them the opportunity to get out from behind that booth and interact and, and strategize on a different level. Um, we also invite them to bring their team. So Brandstorm is created so that junior and senior marketing professionals can come together um, from the same company or otherwise and learn on multiple levels, and then learn at the same time in general sessions. So it really becomes almost a marketing retreat for some of the brands that attend. Um, They're coming to get ideas and to learn new consumer trends and retail trends and marketing trends. Um, This year specifically, we have a marketing panel of produce industry marketing firms who are going to talk about what we can anticipate as produce marketers the future of advertising and marketing. Um, you know, they'll get into the technologies, they'll get into the data analytics, um, they'll, you know, probably step back and address that Amazon Whole Foods merger, and by November, you know, who really knows what we're going to be able to learn from that. So, you know, just those couple of uh, points that I just mentioned are what make it so exciting and unique. And we love to network. And that is really one of the biggest pieces. Um, On day one, we have a big welcome reception. And throughout the event, our our networking breaks are extended so that people can sit down and capture their thoughts and catch up with each other and um, make the most use of their time when they're out of the office because we don't get that much time out of the office to focus on what we're working on ourselves. Well, what what is um why is it so important to bring in other ideas outside of the produce category? And I think this is true for any event you do for any business that that, that this is important. But I'd love to hear it from your perspective because I know that's a big focus for you. Why you have to bring in other information in, into this? Yeah, it's it's critical for us to learn from other industries. Um, you know, we do interact with each other a lot as a community and. Uh, of course, adopt ideas um, of our of our colleagues and our competition, and and you stay in business that way. But in order to kind of 
get smarter and go farther with our brands, we want to know what everybody else is doing. We're all borrowing from the Amazon and Google models of the world. Um, but then what else is there? And to learn how other industries are doing that um, is such an important piece to adopt in the produce industry ourselves. I mentioned earlier today that uh, branding in produce is somewhat of a new concept, and I've been called out saying that a couple times, but, uh, you know, I'll go back to that example. My kids ask for halos or cuties instead of asking for clementines. That's such a good example. Um, so we have to learn how to do it better. We have to learn how to do it more um, to ensure that, that people are getting what they want from the produce industry and that they're consuming fresh. That's, that's important to my job and to what the association's doing. No, that's a really good point too. Um, you know, when you when you think about it, um, now are are um are produce folks like crazy? Is there like um you know not so crazy partying at night? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to hang anyone's dirty laundry, but we're a fun <laughs> group for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and how much um how much are folks in the produce industry involved in technology and and in looking at tech, you know, in terms of consumer behaviors and platforms and is it a fairly sophisticated crowd when it comes to e- exploring all this new technology? I mean, God, every week on this show lately, we've been talking about virtual reality and augmented reality. I can't seem yeah. to stay away from it from any guests that I have, but, you know, are, are in the produce category, you know, and will we be hearing these conversations at Brandstorm about new platforms that consumers are engaging in and how produce makes a mark there? Yes, absolutely. I, you know, you have to, um, you know, have to adopt in order to advance. And uh, what we're seeing in produce and what we'll be talking about at Brandstorm, I think AI is going to be a big topic of conversation. And the question will be how. How do I adopt it? And this is why we look outside of produce to other industries who maybe have had better adoption um, examples or case studies where we can really learn from and go, yeah, you know, that was clever what they did um, with that technology, and, and I need to think more about how I can do that with produce because we are talking about a perishable supply chain. Um, so it's we learn from CPG, from the consumer packaged goods, um, but they have a, a longer lifespan and they can do some things that we can't as produce because of our short turnaround. Um, and that short turnaround and that perishable um, supply chain also means that our margins are much smaller than CPGs. So we're trying to market um, smarter. We're trying to market more efficiently. We're trying to market with tighter budgets. Um, and those are challenges, but they're fun challenges. And if there's one thing I can respect about our industry, we're always um, embracing challenges like that with open arms. So that's what makes Brandstorm so exciting is that we're all sitting there trying to solve a challenge, but we're doing it together and we're enjoying the deep dive into it. And that's, um, that's where I see us going with technology adoption and, and to pivot a little off of the marketing piece, um, we're seeing technology in every step of the supply chain. So if you want to talk about harvesting technology or um, automation in the fields, 
in our facilities, our packing facilities, um, fresh cut processing. Their technology is being adopted across the board. United Fresh does actually host a tech expo and conference in, in June each year. Um, so it's a big piece of what we're talking about, not as specific to brandstorm and marketing, um, but technology adoption is very much happening in the produce industry. God, that that also is very um, fascinating um, that you you even pull it out as a separate event so that people um, people can you know dig wholeheartedly into it. Now, are yep. you guys also? Do you also look at? I mean, there has been you know obviously an explosion in cooking shows and also in influencers in the YouTube space that come at it from a lifestyle perspective and so food mm-hmm. and cooking and all that is a huge part of it. So are you guys deeply involved in sort of finding those influencers and partnering with them in the online space so that you can sort of reach the younger generations? Oh yeah. A lot of that happens um, case by case with, with some of the companies in the industry, but the association has gotten into a position where we can start facilitating more of those relationships so a good example is that we had um, folks from the Food Network on an education session this June, and then they also walked our trade show floor, and now we're a quick call when they're looking for um, some produce, whether it's for a new segment or, you know, something happened with uh, a recipe that they were hoping to do and they need a replacement. Um, they're calling us now, and that's really exciting for us to be working with the influencers more directly there is, there's been a, historically a disconnect between media and influencers and the produce companies directly. And through Brandstorm and other events uh, with the organization, we're, we're facilitating those relationships more and more and engaging both sides, and it's, it's very exciting. Oh, that's that's totally awesome. All right, well, we're going to take another break. Um, one of the things that, um, you know, I wanted to ask you, too, is, and you can save this, uh, is what is the weirdest, you know, produce thing that you've ever come across? <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then maybe we'll dig a little bit also into, you know, some of the global trends too. And and are we, you know, is the U.S. lagging or are we ahead or, you know, is that even a thing in in the produce um, area? So we're going to be back in a moment with Mary Coppola, who's the senior director of marketing communications at United Fresh Produce Marketing. Such an interesting category and so relevant to to all of our lives um, as they embrace all the latest tech and consumer platforms as we dig into. Uh, to to this exploding category. More on the Tech Cat Show in a moment. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to Lori at TechCat.tv. That's Lori at TechCat.tv. Hi, everybody, and we are back on the Tech Cat Show, and we are digging into all things produce with Mary Coppola, who is from United Fresh Produce Association, and we were just talking about all the new trends in produce, and I wanted to ask Mary, just as someone who thinks, breathes, and talks produce, what is the weirdest vegetable (laughs) or fruit you've ever seen in your life? Like, has anything (laughs) stumped you? Have you come across anything that you're like, oh, my God, what is that? You know, I, I think you'll love this one because when I found it, it was so fragrant and uh, served as a great ornament in my office until I brought it home and finally zested with it. Um, but it's called Buddha's Hand or Fingered Citron. And if you can imagine a, a lemon-colored piece of citrus the size of a cantaloupe with tentacles. It almost looks like oh an gosh. octopus. Um, so I encourage everyone to Google it, and if you find it, don't be afraid of it because it tastes amazing as a zest on in any recipe you can replace for lemon or lime zest. Um, so it's it's gnarly Wacky. looking, yeah, yeah, but it is cool. And is that a consideration, by the way, about what a fruit looks like or a vegetable looks like, even if it's totally delicious inside? You know, our, our you know our our uh, restaurants and on retailers and everybody kind of saying, oh, no one's going to buy that, even if it's delicious, because it's too weird looking. You know, it, there's a couple different schools of thought on this. Um, probably heard the term "ugly fruit" once or twice, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes, there's there is a um, there is a constituency of folks out there who are fighting. For ugly produce, and I, you know, I encourage them to keep up the fight um, because consumers, unfortunately or fortunately, are used to a standard of of shape, size, texture, flavor, and um, consistency is a, a big piece of what we do in produce. Um, you know, I want to remind folks that twenty years ago, grapes. You could only buy them at a certain time of year. They were a seasonal product in the produce department, and now you can buy grapes year-round. Um, so there's a science behind that, and, and the produce industry works hard to ensure that you're getting the same quality of product when you expect it, uh, whether or not you realize it. So the ugly fruit um, movement is, is all part of that but I think consumers still want the consistency that they are finding in stores and that they're used to in stores. Um, now, that's a little different in um, food service because when you're at a restaurant, your product and, and produce as it comes to you on the plate is generally prepared. You're not getting a whole apple um, on your plate served at a restaurant. So 
Well, I take that back, unless it's Panera. But (laughs) generally, you're getting a prepared fruit or vegetable in your meal. So if it was a quote-unquote ugly fruit before it was prepared, the consumer really isn't going to um, be aware or care much about that as long as they're having the same consistent experience with that meal every time they come to that establishment. Now, um, one thing I remember, and you just brought up such a great point about grapes being available all the time, because um, Mm -hmm. when I was in college and later young professional, my parents had moved to uh, Florida from New York. They were doing the, um, you know, um, snowbirds thing, and they would send me, you know, oranges and grapefruits and all this stuff from Florida because it was the winter in New York and you couldn't really get them. Then I moved to California and my father continued to send me (laughs) 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 these huge boxes of oranges and grapefruits. And I just didn't have the heart to tell him that uh, we have plenty of that here. And, you know, California is just so amazing with uh, the supply of uh, fruit and vegetables. But but globally now, you know, are fruits and vegetables just shipped all over the world so that there isn't ever a pause and they're off season? Or do you have, you know, I have the occasional friend who will say, don't eat that now because they're off season. Um, Mm -hmm. So is, is there a season and is there a geographical, you know, dividing line now between where, where produce shows up? Uh, uh, Yes. To all of the above. Um, (laughs) produce is being grown in more regions and being sourced uh, throughout the globe so that the consumer experience stays consistent. Um, But there are seasons for certain produce items. Um, You know, you you wouldn't expect to buy a pumpkin in May, for example. Um, Right. And and I think, you know, uh, that's... That's just one example, but there are seasons for produce, um, fruits, and vegetables. There are regions for produce, fruits, and vegetables, Um, and that's part of what the consumer is now looking to understand more of, and this gets back into storytelling um, for the produce brands to be able to uh, educate the consumer on why you might not want to purchase a pumpkin in May or even find a pumpkin in May. Um, and why the fall is a better option for pumpkins, um, you know, so on and so forth. If you pick any produce item, that's, that's kind of what they're trying to accomplish at this stage in the game so that the experience and the expectation from the consumer isn't changed. It's just more informed. And again, is that a lot of that managed by data and technology because you're tracking and you're communicating to distributors and buyers and all that kind of thing? Absolutely. Throughout the supply chain, the the technology and the data back from the retailer to um, the distributor, the wholesaler, and even the grower is just as important as the grower being able to communicate to the retailer that, Um, You know, we're either having a bumper crop this year, so you're going to have more of what your consumers want, or, um, you know, take acts of God. There was a flood, and our fields are flooded, and we lost a crop. So your consumer is not going to be able to find the product that they've come accustomed to know you serve in August every year. Um, and so, yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember that 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 scene in um, East of Eden when um, 
James Dean, when the the, uh, railway car pulls up and all the ice is melting and has ruined all the vegetables that he wanted to ship as the new way, that modern way of moving around. You know, food. Do you remember that? Am I I totally dating myself right now? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Such a great classic movie. Um, All right. Well, back back to reality. So, Mary, where where can we um, keep in touch with all the great things that you're doing? Because I think other again, other business categories can learn from all the things that you guys are doing as well. So how's a good way to what's a good way to keep up with what? you're doing at United Fresh and also Brandstorm. What are, um, do we go to websites? Are you tweeting? You know, are you blogging? Like what, what's the way that we can keep up with you guys? Yes. I, so certainly visit our website, um, unitedfresh.org. And you can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, search United Fresh. That's our account for all of the above. Uh, and you'll see what we're doing, not just in the marketing space, um, we do a lot of advocacy. We're right here in Washington, D.C., and um, our government relations team is on Capitol Hill on a daily basis, ensuring that, that you as consumers have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. Um, so there's that. There's our uh, resources. We do a lot of research, uh, both on the retail side as well as the um, food service side, we're heavily engaged with school food service and feeding, you know, many millions of children a day in this country, uh, ensuring children have access to fresh fruits and vegetables. So check out our website, follow us on social media, um, and I think you'll find something for everyone that wants to be engaged with this industry. And and, and lastly, um you know, I just forgot to to ask you this, but like what do you make sure that you read daily as a marketer? To, to keep up with all the latest tech trends and social media behaviors from consumers? Like, what do you, what's a must-read on, uh, on your list? Oh, I, I <laughs> thank you for asking. I read <laughs> all day long. Um, you know, my LinkedIn feed is, is so curated, and I really enjoy um, being over there and seeing what it has to offer regularly. But uh, right off the top, Forbes, Inc., and Entrepreneur is where I focus daily on what's happening, because that really ties me into new trends, and uh, new technologies, new business ventures. Um, also, from the marketing side, I'm reading Adweek and CMO um, and keeping kind of abreast of what's happening in advertising and marketing. And that's where that bridge to all the other industries and the adoption of what they're doing really comes into play. Um, and then, you know, the fresh produce industry is, um, pretty jam-packed with trade content, whether it's from the retail side, the grower side. Um, there's a lot of reading to be had over here, and you'll find a lot of that through our social media channels as well. And I share Fantastic. it all on LinkedIn. Fantastic. Well, we have to jump, but we have been talking to Mary Coppola, Senior Director of Marketing Communications at United Fresh Produce Association. So check out their site and look for information about Brandstorm, which is happening November 13th through 14th in San Francisco to learn all about this fabulous business category and all sorts of other disruptive and innovative ideas for marketers. Thank you so much, Mary. Thanks for having me today, Lori. It's been so much fun, and I'm so hungry now. (laughs) Bye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) See you next week on the Tech Catch. (laughs) 
Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 